Let's get going over here. Today's daf is daf Yud Ches, page 18 in Meseches Tainus. We got up to the second line on the top of Yud Ches Amar Aleph, but I would like to go backwards a little bit. Let's restart um, from the bottom of Yud Zayin Amud Beis. We're actually going to move back quite a few lines to be able to restart the sugya. I believe it will make it a lot easier for us. Let's begin again with Omar Mar, okay? Omar Mar, the Tana taught us, is the third line from the bottom of Yud Zayin Amud Beis, 17b. Right in the middle of the line. Here we go. Omar Mar, the Tana taught us. Mitmanya Bey Atsoif Mayada. From the eighth day of Nisan, throughout the Yomtif of Pesach. The halacha is, there is no eulogies and there is no fasting. Okay? Now, remember, we are going through various days that Megillah Tainus writes that it is forbidden to fast. A set of days where it's forbidden to fast is the eighth day of Nisan through Pesach. The Gemara asks the obvious question, why do you need to tell me you can't fast or eulogize through Pesach? You're not allowed to do it on Pesach because it's Pesach. All you need to do is tell me that you can't, you, you shouldn't fast or eulogize from the eighth day of Pesach until Pesach starts. Why do you got to tell me through Pesach? You understand? Anyway, I can't fast on Pesach. The Yom Tif itself, the, the day itself is Yom Tif and it's forbidden to fast or give a hesper. So why is it necessary for Megillah's Tainus to include the Yom Tif of Pesach? Omar Papa, Papa says, I'll answer you, Rav. like Rav said, the reason why we mention Megillah's Tainus, that you're not allowed to give Hespedim or fast, now we get to the top of today's daf, it's to asser up, to prohibit the day prior, okay? That um, usually when something is asser midairaisa, the day before is going to be permitted. But when it's Rabbanan, it's not. The logic that we explained yesterday is we're more makbid on rabbinic decrees than we are biblical decrees because biblical decrees, people take it seriously anyway. Sometimes the substitute teacher, Kaviyachu, has to come in and be a little more strict than the regular teacher, right? He's got to come in and lay his foot down, right? And then he's asking for trouble. But sometimes that's what they try to do, right? So when it comes to a rabbinic um, um, yom tif, so we're going to add the day prior. So do over here, we're coming to add the day after Pesach. Meaning, the Gemara had a question. Why am I going to say you're not allowed to fast and give a hesped on Pesach? We know you can't because it's Pesach. The Gemara answers like this: If it wouldn't have said in Megillah's Tainus that you don't that that you don't eulogize and you don't fast, I would say okay. So once Pesach is over, Isruchag the day afterward, it's permitted to give a hesped. It's permitted to fast since we're including it Megillah's Tainus in the rabbinic decree. The halach is going to be that you're not allowed to eulogize or fast even the day. After Pesach. That is the added Chiddush over here. Okay. Period. Now, the Gemara says, Hazai. Come on. All right. Those first three to four minutes was a recap of how we ended off. And now we're going to focus on this. Come on. 
whose halacha is Rav Papa following? Following Rav Yaisi, who says that any day that's forbidden to eulogize or fast means a Rabbanan in Megillah's kindness, even the day before, the day afterwards, you need to be makhbed. There's no, there's no eulogies. Now, Ihachi, if he's following Rabbi Yaisi, then the 29th day of Adar, Erev Rosh Hashanah, should also, um, should also not be allowed to eulogize. Why over there does Megillah's Taina say that, no, it's the day before the day that the Tamid was ultimately brought, Okay. We don't mention Reish Chedesh Nisan because it's a, in a day where you're not allowed to fast or eulogize because anyway, Reish Chedesh, you're not allowed to fast or eulogize. But ask the Gemara, include Reish Chedesh, and then I'll say that even Erev Reish Chedesh, you're not allowed to fast or eulogize because it's one of the things in Megillah's Tainis. Why don't we say that the reason why you don't fast on day 29 is because it's the day after the 28th day of Adar. Now, what is unique about the 28th day of Adar. You think it's a regular day. But listen to this. No. There's actually a fascinating story taught to us about the 28th day of Adar in Megillah's Tainus. Okay? And a lot of Ahmad Aleph here is going to um, teach us some fascinating historical events that Klal Yisrael used to commemorate and explain to us why we no longer do it. So here we go. The time we learned in Abraisa. There was good news that came to the Jews. And how important it is Hanukkah. It's Hanukkah. Listen to this. There was a decree against the Jews. You're not allowed to learn Torah. Can you imagine a life without Daf You're not allowed to have... There's no Daf Yaymi here. There's no Daf. There's no Chumash. There's no Parsha. There's no Torah that's allowed to be studied. And they got the news that the decree ended. You know when that, when that news came? The 28th day of Adar. Chazal said at that time, the 28th day of Adar, no more eulogizing or fasting. This has to be commemorated from here on forth as a yomtiv. Shapam Machas Nikazir Yisrael, here's the story. There was a decree against Klal Yisrael. Shlayasku Batayra. They were not allowed to be involved in Tyra. Vishlayamulu as Benayam. And they're not allowed to do a bris mila. Vishayachalu Shabbosais. And to be Machal Shabbos. Similar to the Greeks, right? The Greeks had Rishchidesh, Shabbos, and Bris, and the Romans outlawed Shabbos, um, Bris, and Limonatir. Ma also Yehuda ben Shabua bechaver. What did Yehuda ben Shabua and the other Chachamim do? Holchu would not do eight zomim atunisa achas kol gedolei rami mitzri and etzla. Remember, we had this Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. They went to a noble woman and who uh, a lot of the Roman politicians used to go to. Right? Remember the story from Rosh Hashanah? They, were, they didn't know what to do. There was a decree. Kaisal was not allowed to entire, not allowed to do bris, Shabbos. Yeah, they were forced to be Michal Shabbos. So they went to a woman who a lot of the politicians hung out by. We don't, we don't need to think too far to explain why they went to her. And therefore, the power that she had, uh, the influence that she had over them. Amra lahem. And she told Yehuda ben Shamua and the other Chacham, let me give you some advice. Imdu behefligu belayla. When it's night, that's when you make a macha. That's when you start protesting. Okay? Different reasons why 
Davka at night. We learned in Rashan already um, why, the, why she wanted at night. Either at night it was more noticeable because people weren't working, people were, you know, there's less going on at night, or it had to do with some sort of a spiritual element to awaken for HaKadosh Baruch so they listened to her advice, and they made a macha, they made a protest, Amru, and this is how they protested to the Romans who are descendants of Esau. Listen to what we said. We said to the Romans, listen, guys, aren't we related? You're descendants of Esau. Aren't we children of the same father? Both Yaakov and Esau come from Yitzchak. Don't we both come from Rivka? Why do you single us out for anti-Semitism? We said to them, we spoke to their heart, and she guided us on what to say, how to talk to the Romans, and basically what we said is, listen guys, we're mishpacha, come on, you gotta, you gotta treat us nice. And they listened, and they removed the decree, that was the 28th day of Adar, and it became a Yom See, here's the Gemara's Kasha. Ready? The reason why I'm recording this is because we have a question. And the question is, the 29th day of Adar should become Usr to give a Hespid and a Tainus because the 28th day of Adar was a quasi Yom because of this story. And any time you have a Yom and Megillah's Tainus, even the day after you're not allowed to eulogize and fast. Okay? So, says the Gemara, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to say that Rish Chaydash Nisan is included in the Megillah's Tainis Yamim Taivim, and therefore you can't give a eulogy on Chavtes Adar. Anyway, Chavtes Adar is not permitted for eulogy, because of what happened on the 28th day of Adar. Okay, clear. Let's, get, let's just articulate this well. There's a Yom Tif on the 28th day of Adar in Megillah's Tainus. There's a Yom Tif on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Sandwiched between those two days is one day, the 29th day of Adar. That 29th day of Adar, you cannot eulogize because it's Matzei 28th. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's the day prior to Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So why do I need to bring Rosh Chodesh Nisan? That's the question. Um, Rabbi, Rabbi, he says, Okay, we're dealing with a 30-day month. If we're dealing with a 30-day month, so the Nisan is not starting until two days after the 28th. Hence, you have the additional day in between, and that's where we're coming to, uh, during those years in particular, we're coming to Asar up, um, Hespedim and Tanesim on the day prior. Rabashi, Rabashi gives another answer. Rabashi says, You can even talk about 29 Day month, because anything the day after fasting is usr, but hespedim are mutter. And therefore, has, uh, and therefore, we want to mention the 29th day of Adar to even usr up the hespedim. And the 29th day of Adar, since it's sandwiched between the 28th day of Adar and Rishchidesh Nisan, Asu Kiyamtev Atzmai, we said, listen. If there's a Yom Tif on the 28th day, and a Yom Tif two days later, you know what we're going to say? Keep the party going. 
Why should you have one day in between two Yomim Taivim without a party? Make it one long Yomim Keep the Simcha going. And even Hespedim is going to be Aser. Period. End of that conversation. Okay. Next statement of the Brisa. Amar Mar. The Tana taught us in the Brisa. The eighth day in Nisan through Pesach. The halacha was that um, the Yom Tif of Shavuos was established and therefore you shouldn't give a hespid in those days. Okay? Now, let's explain for a, a little bit, the Gemara itself is going to get into it. Let's explain just, you know, uh, in, in a way to lead us into what's the thought process happening here. So here's the scoop. Interestingly, there's one yomtif in the Torah, one biblical yomtif, where there's no set day given for when the yomtif is. There's no set date given for the yomtif, right? Sukkis is the 15th day of Tishrei. Pesach, 15th day of Nisan. Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Chodesh Tishrei. Yom Kippur, the 10th day of Tishrei. When is Shavuos? When is Shavuos? You know when the Torah says Shavuos is? 50 days after the Aymer. 50 days after we, you know... Uh, uh, we started the Yom Tif of Pesach. So, when we learned when Shavuos was, that itself was his man Simcha. That itself was a very joyous time. And let's get into this. It says, Why do you got to say this? Yom Tif from the eighth day in Yisrael. Let it be from the ninth day. Because this was the day that the Karban HaTamid was ultimately established so anyway, you shouldn't have a hespit. Answer the Gemara, Akiva Dilu Mikla Milsa, Ubetanya Shiva, since if the Chachamim were to go ahead and re- and uh, remove the Yamim Taivim of Megillah's Tainis, Tamanya Gufe Aser. We want to make sure it's clear that the reason why the eighth day of Nisan is, is uh, there, there's no Hespedim is because not only due to Megillah's Tainus, but because of this other Svara, this other reason for Simcha, that that's when Shavuos is kind of figured out and established. Now, how do we know such a thing is possible? Let's articulate this well. Because we've already shown there were certain Yamim Taivim of Megillah's Tainus where um, due to other factors... The Yom Tif went out the window. So the Gemara was concerned. The Gemara is saying we're concerned that let's say the Chum would have removed the Svara of Megillah's Tainus from the eighth day. We want to make sure that there's still no Hespedim for the other Svara that Shavuos is being established. Says Gemara, now that we've established uh, that logic, you can say also the Tornan Day of Adar as well. Since the reason is, now we say very gishmak, it's still necessary to include it because 
if something were to happen and the Chachamim would have removed the the uh, logic of Noah's paid on the 28th day of Adar, Esavetishik Rufei Osir, 29th day will remain Osir, um, the Havale Osir for, for uh, Hespedim and Tainus, the Havale Yamid Devakami Yumadi took him to meet it because it still remains the day before the first day that the carbon atomic was brought, which was on Reish Chaydash Nisan. Okay. Gewalt. Period. Our questions have now been answered. Okay. Itmar. We learned. Rav Chiyo Bar Asi Amar Rav. Rav Chiyo Bar Asi says in the name of Rav. Halacha k'Rav Yaisi. The halacha is like Rav Yaisi that any day in Megillas Tainus, that's Aser behespid and Tainus, you don't you don't give a hespid the day before and you don't give a hespid the day after. Shmuel of halacha Rav Meir. Shmuel says halacha is like Rav Meir that it's only Aser the day before, but it's not Aser the day after. Clear? It's very important as we move along in this Gemara that we're clear with this halacha. Okay, let's just make sure we have the parameters. Very simple. Rabbi Yaisi says, any yomtif of Megillah's Tainus, even the day before there's no Tainus, and there's no eulogy, and the day after. Erev and Isruchag, of that day, you also don't do Hespedim. Clear? Rabbi Yaisi says, any day listed as a yomtif in Megillah's Tainus, Erev that day, and Matzai that day, there's also no eulogies. That's Rabbi Yaisi. Rav Meir says, only Erev that Yomtif, there's no eulogies. Matzai the Yomtif, there could be eulogies. Okay? So the Machleka says about Matzai that Yomtif. Says the Gemara, Umi Amr Shmolachi, Kishmol Zeilach Rav Meir, Vatayla Derbaisa Shmingli Alaymer, Rav Shmingli Alaymer, Behind, Behind, Shtay Bamim. Apparently, Begillah's Tainis, he used the word behind two times, okay? Which means you're not allowed to fast on them. That's what behind means. Behind means on them, you're not allowed to fast on them, which means these days. Now, why do you got to say it twice? I'm going to teach you. Shehein asurim, these days are asur. Lefnei melachrei mutar. But before and after are going to be allowed. Shemar shemar, lachar shiming amil. And Shemar says, lachar is like shiming amil, that there is no... Uh, there's no issue of eulogizing afterwards. How could Shmuel say, Halacha is like Rav Meir? Says the Gemara, he changed his mind. You ever heard of such a thing? Since he wanted to be Meikul. All these things are Dine Dirabbanan. All these things are Dine Dirabbanan. When you have a Din Dirabbanan, so Shmuel wanted to follow the most lenient opinion. So since there's no Tana more Mekel than Rav Meir, Rav Yaisi says, you can't eulogize before or after. Rav Meir says, nah, just, just before. You can't do it. He was the most lenient. So he thought, okay, I'm going to follow the most lenient. I'm going to Rav Meir. Keeping the Shem the Shimon to Mekel Tvei. Once he saw Rav Shimon, it's even more Mekel, and he permitted eulogies before and after. Omar, Halacher, Rav Shimon Gamliel. He said, Halacher is like Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel. Beautiful. Okay. We are um, four lines from the bottom of Yurchas Amad Aleph. 
Okay, right in the middle of the line. The Chain Omar Bali, Omar Rav Abba, Omar Rabbi Yaichanan. Got it? Yeah. Beautiful. Halacha Kirabi Yaisi. We say Allah is like Rabbi Yaisi. Now, Rabbi Yaisi was the most strict. Rabbi Yaisi says that any day you have Megillah's Tainus, you also do not eulogize on Erev that day or on Matzeh that day. Okay. Amle Rabbi Yaisi says to Bali, I will explain to you. When Rabbi Yaisi says, we follow Allah like Rabbi Yaisi, which means only on days where the halacha is, you don't fast. When it's when fasting is usher, so then fasting is also going to be usher on the day before. However, when hespedim are usher on the day, then Rabbi Yaisi will agree you're allowed to give a hesped the day afterwards. Says Gemara, "Mi Amar Rabbi Yechon and say that Allah is like Rabbi Yaisi only by fasting and not by and not by hespedim." We know that usually Rabbi Yechon holds. He says halacha is like stam mishnah. Utanayin we learned in the stam mishnah. Even though we say that when it comes to the reading of the Megillah, Bez Shem going to be Zechad for Mesechah's Megillah together. Okay? After this Yom Tiv, we got Pidim coming up. Yeah, we got Purim coming up. So the halacha is as follows. The halacha is that we don't push off the Megillah reading. Let's say the Megillah reading is going to come out on a day where we don't read the Megillah. We're always going to read it earlier. On those days, we're, we're, it's not Purim, but we, we push Megillah reading to be earlier. Mutarim behespedu betimes. It's mutar, on, even though you're reading the Megillah. You hear this? You're reading the Megillah. But it's mutar behespedu betimes. You're allowed to be fasting, and you're allowed to be giving hespedu. Says the Gemara, Amos. When does this apply? If we're dealing with people who live in a walled city, so they usually read the Megillah on Shushampur, the 15th day of Adar. But guess what? Shushan Purim falls out on Shabbos. When are they going to read the Megillah? Friday. We're going to move it a day earlier. Okay? So now, Friday is not Purim for them. The 14th day of Adar. But they're reading the Megillah. So on those days, in the walled cities, you're allowed to fast. Says the Gemara, that's not true. What do you mean? Umi Shari? Is it true that in, in a walled city that keeps Shushan Purim, usually... They're allowed to fast on the 14th on the regular Adar, on, on the regular Purim? What are you talking about? It's a, it's a, whether or not you read the Megillah, it's a yomtiv. You can't fast. To lay the misfit behind, there's no hespedim. The Yomar Rabbi says, So it can't be a case where we're saying, that, oh, when you move it earlier, then you're allowed to fast. That can't be the case where the 15th is moving it to the 14th because you're never allowed to fast on the 14th day of Adar. Okay, clear. Practically speaking, somebody lives in Yerushalayim. Their 
Adar, their, their Purim is 15th day of Adar. This year, last year, hopefully Mashiach will be here this year and we'll see what happens. Last year, were they allowed to fast on the 14th because they, of, of, they live in Yerushalayim? No. You can't fast on the 14th of Adar. It's Purim. Even if you live in a walled city, it's Purim. You just do your mitzvahs on the 15th, but it's still Purim. You can't just fast on the 14th. Fellow B'nai, our base up a car every day, so we're going to say that maybe if somebody usually reads on the 14th, but we're pushing it up to the 13th for various reasons that we learn in Masechus Megillah, right? People in the villages, they would go to the big cities only on specific days. They didn't have access to the Torah reading. Well, the 13th day says the Gemara, listen, we know it as Tainus Esther, but listen to this. We're going to get into a, a fascinating incident. That is Yom Niknarhu. That is a day of Niknar. Okay? That is the day of Niknar. And the day of Niknar, this is not the doors of Niknar. We're going to explain, the Gemara is going to tell us the story. The day of Niknar is a small yomtiv, and there's no fasting. So that also cannot be the case where we say you're allowed to fast. 13th, you cannot. Here's the case. You live in a village. Your Purim is the 14th day of Adar. But you're reading the Megillah on the 12th day of Adar. Which the, the, the Mishnah in the beginning of Megillah, Megillah explains to us it's possible. Okay? So, that's where we say that even though you read the Megillah, you're allowed to fast. Says the Gemara, no. 12th day of Adar, you're not allowed to fast. You know why? Yom Tur That is the day of Turinus. You know who Turinus is? Yeah? Last time I heard of Turinus, my kid was talking about dinosaurs. Turinosauruses, whatever they call these things. Yeah? It's a, so the 13th is the day there's some sort of Yom Tif that has to do with Niknar. The 12th day there's some sort of Yom Tif that has to do with Turinus. So you're not allowed to fast on that day either. And if you don't know what Turinus and Niknar is, don't worry. Hold, hold on to your horses. We're going to tell the stories. You're going to tell me the cases where your Purim is the 14th, but you're reading on the 11th. And that's where you're going to say where it's Mutter, even though you're reading the Megillah, it's still, you're reading the Megillah, but you're still allowed to uh, give eulogies and fast. Okay, so you see from over here, back to our original question, going back to Ahmed Aleph. What's the question? Here we have a Stam Mishnah, you have a plain Mishnah that says that you are allowed to fast on the day before a smaller Yom Tif, because there's a smaller Yom Tif of Yom Terinus, which is 12th, and we're still permitting the fasting on the 11th. So you see from here, Rabbi Yechiren holds that a, like a Mishnah, that a day prior to a fast, the day prior to a Megillah's Tainus fast, you are allowed to fast. How can you tell me before, Rabbi Echidon Paskin, that you're not allowed to fast? That's the question. Says the Gemara, chill out. Wrong, wrong assumption. Listen to this. Lahi. Incorrect, the way you're understanding the case. We're dealing with a case where you have a guy who usually reads on the 14th, but this year, he's going to read the, the Megillah 
on the twelfth day of Adar. Udikamr Yam Tirainasu. And this is gonna say, you're not allowed to fast on the twelfth day of Adar, because Yam Tirainas, no. Yam Tirainas is gone. Doesn't exist anymore. Yom Tirainas Gufei Betuli Betailu. Listen to why. Hayul Venergu by Shmaya Vaachya Achiv. Because Shmaya and Achya, his brother, were killed on those days. This that Rav Nachman was geyser. He decreed a tainus, the tracer. How can you make a fast? It's yom tereinus. Omar lehu yom tereinus gufei betule batluhu hayo venergu boy shmaya veachia achiv. Okay, since on those days, um, the, the, these two brothers were killed. Um, okay, now I want to stop and tell you the story. The problem is that the whole second half of this Omud is the story. So let's wait for the Gemara itself to read the story and we'll keep reading. Let, let's keep learning. Why don't we say that the twelfth day you're not allowed to fast because it's the day before Niknar and Niknar is still in existence, right? Yom Tarainus was abolished on the 12th. But Yom Niknar on the 13th is still around. Amaravashi, hashta iu gufei batlu. No, Tarainus is gone. Bishum yak Niknar, nekom v'nigzar, neh. Once Tarainus is gone, you're going to go ahead and make a decree because of Niknar? No, that's not strong enough of a svara, and therefore we're going to permit the fast. Okay, now let's get into the stories. This usually, Baruch Hashem, this is usually where we would pause and clarify what in the world is happening outside, but the Gemara itself is going to tell us and explain to us all the, these two fascinating days, Yom Tarainus and Yom Niknar, and what are the stories that, that got them to be considered a Yom Tif. So listen here, fascinating. My Niknar umay Turyonus. We got the place? Yeah, it's like the seventh wide line on Yurcha Samad base. What is this day of Niknar and what is this day of Tarinosaurus? What is this? Says the Gemara. Listen closely. The Tanya. We learned in the Bryson. Niknar echad me'apirche yevonim hoya. You hear this? It's Hanukkah, where we beat the Greeks. Niknar was a Greek um, general. And every day, he would wag his finger towards the area of Yehuda, who is the king of Bnei Yisrael in Yerushalayim. And this Niknar tough guy would say, a Masai Tipo Biyadi, when is it going to fall into my hand, the Hermes Sena, and I will take it, I will, you know, I will step on it. And guess what happened? His plans did not work out as he had planned. God locked. God laughed at him. He said, Torianus, it ain't yours. You ain't coming to the base of Mikdash. I've got my Chashmoinoim. When the Chashmoinoim defeated the Greeks, they cut off his, his, uh, his thumbs. And his big toes. 
Usalom Bishayushlaim, and they hung them at the entrance gates of Yerushalayim. The Amru, Peshahiyah Medaber Begaiva, the Adayim Shayim and Yipasai Yerushalayim, Te Ose Bohem Nikama. This is our revenge against this thumb that wagged itself and the toes that pointed itself towards Yerushalayim. Okay? And this is, uh, you know, the, you read through the whole, the Gemara here doesn't say the whole story, but they, I mean, they, they killed him. They dismembered, uh, they dismembered his body. Now, it's very interesting to note. I just want to make a point for our own personal lives. You know, not only, it's, it's just fascinating how we go through Daf and so many parts have to do with Hanukkah. But in addition to that, what the hands and feet represent to a person, to us. You know what I mean? Like, what did Nick Nard do? He wagged his finger towards Yehuda and, and, and uh, Yerushalayim. What did he do with his feet? He wanted his feet to bring him, to trample, to step on Yerushalayim. That was like his big threat. Because that's where he thought he was headed. Okay? It's interesting to note the you know, for, for us, you know, if, uh, with our Avaidas Hashem, what we, you know, what we wag our finger at and where we dream of stepping speaks a lot about a person, yeah? In a halavai, in a good way. Wagging our finger at means like having a desire to go in that direction. You know what I mean? You have a desire, have a taiva to go in the direction. That's where I'm pointing my finger. That's where I'm headed. That's what I'm going to do, you know? And our feet as well. I plan on trampling there. I plan on heading to the basement. I'm going to conquer that. I'm going to sit and I'm going to do that chesed. I'm going to do, I'm going to do that mitzvah. That it really, the hands and the feet really represent where a person desires to be. For him, it was through an avera and his thumbs and toes, right, got cut off. But for us, we do it, but derech mitzvah. Okay, so that's the story of Niknar. Says the Gemara, my Torinus. What is Torinus? What was the story of of uh, Torinus where they made a yomtif, which ultimately was abolished? So let's read the story. Amru. They said over, kishabikesh Torinus laroig estol yonus upapas achiv. Bidokaya Omar Lahem. Pop Toryanis wanted to kill two brothers in Ludkia. This is a famous story of two brothers known as the Haruge Lud. The two brothers, the, the, those who were killed in Lud. Now, what happened? We're about to read a fascinating story where we'll explain outside, then we'll read it in Toryanis. They made, unfortunately, it's not a it's not, nothing new and nothing's changed. They made a, a libel against the Jewish people. There was a a uh, young um, a young uh, person, a young woman that died, and they blamed the Jews. They blamed the Jews, and Toriana said that if 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 the city doesn't give forth the killer. All Jews are going to be killed out. Now, here was the problem. Here was the problem. The problem was, they knew nobody killed this person. So who are you going to send? So these two brothers stepped up. 
innocent as can be, and they said, we killed. We're Chay of Misa. Kill us instead of killing the whole city. Which is a fascinating, the, the, you know, Chazal teach us their place in Olam Haba is beyond anybody else's. It's a fascinating halachic discussion. Apparently they were tremendous tzaddikim. But is such a thing allowed? Are you allowed to give up your life in, in such a way? It's a fascinating discussion and conversation. And just to throw in here, Reb Chaim Shmulevitz, the Chaim of the Bracha, has a sicha in Sichas Musr where he actually describes in his, in his Musr Shmuz to the Mir Bacharim, he describes the soldiers in the IDF have the status of Harugay Lud. There are Arabs all around us that, that, that they, have, they have a one-track mind. They want to kill us. And our wonderful young men and women in the IDF are stepping up to the plate on behalf of Klai Yisrael and putting their lives on the front line. These tzaddikim, he was speaking to the Mir Bachrim to let the Mir Bachrim know you have people out there fighting in the IDF and it's Yerach Rayas as B'nai Yeshiva to learn on their behalf, to give them schosim. Everybody has to fight for their Bainstein. Some people fight from the base Medrash. That's the Pentagon. And other people fight out on the field. Those are the Marines. Right? You need everybody here. But Rukhan Shulevit says, the Lud. Those are physically putting them out to the front lines and the members of the IDF. Let, let's read the story inside. All right? Again, my Torianus. Omar, because Chinese want to kill Lulianus and Papas' brother in Lud. Omar Lehem. If you're from the nation, right? We know they were thrown into a furnace and they were killed. He says, if you're as great as them, so then Hashem should save you. The same were saved from the hands of Nebuchadnezzar, where they weren't burned by the fire. Amrulai, these two brothers said, they were tremendous sadiq. They were fit to have a miracle. And Nebuchadnezzar also was fit to be king. And even though he was a tremendous Russia, even though he was a tremendous Russia, he was Zaycha. Because there was a time where he praised the Rabbani Shalom, he was Zaycha that a nace happened through his hand. It's such a deep, deep concept. Such a deep concept. Nebuchadnezzar was doing a tremendous Abeirah. There's, it shows something about a person when a nais nigla happened through them, even through their bad deed. It shows something. For I say, Russia had you do. But you, Teryanus, Teryanosaurus, you are a head. And we're not the biggest sadikim. We've done Averis. We're Chayav Misa. And we have full amun and be talking to the We know if you don't kill us, we could be killed other ways. There's lions, there's bears. Oh my. Who could kill us? You know why you're going to kill us? Because Akadosh Baruch is going to get his revenge against you. You're going to suffer for this. He killed them right away. Amru, and they said, As soon as these two brothers of Lutkia, 
were killed, a letter came from Rome to kill Turianus, and they, they split his head open. This story happened on Yurbe's Adar, two days before Pedim, and they made a Yomtev because of the miracle that happened against this Russia. Okay. We don't make a degree against the Sibor. We don't, we, we don't start a series of fasts on a Thursday. Okay? And also, if it falls out on a Yom Tif, Okay? We had a Machoikas, whether we stop the series of fasts. Let's say Thursday falls out uh, on Rish Chodesh. Thursday Rish Chodesh coincides. What do you do then? What is considered... A, that the fasts have started. Ravacha Omar Sholesh. Ravasi Omar Achas. Okay? So either you mamish had a Bahab already. Ravasi says, no, as soon as you had one fast, it's considered to have started, and that's where the opinion will come in, that once you pop, you don't stop. Once you start fasting, even if the future fasts coincide with the smaller Yom Taibim, you would continue to fast. Omar Yudah Marav. Yudah says, in the name of Rav, last piece of Gemara before we end this Helig, second parak of Meseches Tainus on this Helig day of Hanukkah. Zu divrei Rameir Shamar Mishum Rishim Ben Gamliel. This is the opinion of Rav Meir quoting Rav uh, quoting Rav Shimon Ben Gamliel. Okay, that you fast when these days coincide with the Yom Tif, but you break your fast before Shkia. You fast and you do a total fast. The halacha is that if the, let's say, the Bahab fasts, I'm up to fast number eight of my public fast, and that coincides with Rosh Chaydash, you do fast and you don't break your fast. You have a complete fast. Hajar Allah say the Tainas Ketzad. Hadron Allah Seder Tainus Ketzad. Hadron Allah Seder Tainus Ketzad. Mazel Tov, Mamish. Tremendous Mazel Tov to everybody who finished the, the parak with us. And Be'ezus Hashem, uh, Be'ezus tomorrow we will pick up with the new Mishnah, which is going to take us back into the discussion of the, the fasts that, that are declared due to a lack of rain. Remember, we quoted these Mishnayas earlier at what, uh, at what date when the rain hasn't shown up do the fast start. Um, we're going to get into that. We're also going to discuss various other times and critical times in Klai Yisrael when the Cham would declare a fast. And Be'ez Hashem, have a, we will uh, meet the same time uh, tomorrow evening, hopefully in a different place. But we'll davening, otherwise... Have a wonderful, wonderful yomtif, everybody.